Hi, and welcome to a special edition of The Social Angle, an ASI media podcast that helps promotional products professionals gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm digital content director Vinnie Driscoll, and today I'm joined by Twitter marketing expert Madeline Sklar to discuss how your business can thrive on the network. In this recorded live discussion from Twitter Spaces, I pick Madeline's brain about how you should be using the network for your business, how to set up a killer profile, and much more. Want to get the most out of Twitter? This is the podcast for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's promo space. Um, I'm your host, Benny Driscoll, and I'm thrilled to have as a guest, uh, Twitter marketing expert, Madeline Sklar. Madeline, welcome to the promo space. Thank you so much for having me, Vinny. Excited to be here. Love doing spaces. It's such a great way to connect with people. Absolutely. And I, and I couldn't wait to get you on. I knew you know, you've been on my radar, um, you know, and I've really wanted to kind of pick your brain um, because I work in an industry where, you know, social media is very, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's new to people in my industry. It's on their radar, but they're, they're hesitant to really embrace it. So we're really going to talk about how to succeed with Twitter. We're going to, we're going to be speaking from a, like a basic to an intermediate level here. Um, we're not going to get into the, you know, the real expert tips. Um, so before we get started, I encourage anyone who has a comment or question to hold it until the end. Madeline and I will we'll have about a 30-minute Q&A. If you want to speak and you're on mobile, you should see a request mic button in the bottom left corner of your, of your mobile app. When we finish our discussion, we'll encourage comments then. Um, if you're on desktop, as you know, Madeline, unfortunately, you can only listen. I'm not sure when they're going to have uh, the talking capabilities available on desktop. Um, but for now, you can only talk on uh, mobile. All right, Madeline, let's talk Twitter. Um, so can, can you just give us a little bit of background about you and the network? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I've been doing digital marketing for the last 25 years. Uh, just something I'm really passionate about. When the internet was new, I was really into helping people learn how to use it. I was one of the first web designers here in Houston. So just really love all the technology. And over time, as things evolved and social media was getting going, there was uh, Friendster and MySpace. Those were very early, early iterations of what we know today as social media. And I just took to it. I, I really enjoyed it as a way to bring people together. I was already building online communities in 1996 before most people even knew what the internet was. And it was very limiting because the technology just wasn't quite there yet. So as social media was evolving, especially when MySpace was getting going, I was like, now this is how we can truly bring people together on the internet. So uh, I know many people will laugh when, when you say MySpace because they just have funny memories of like, oh, that was that crazy platform with all the flashy stuff and talking to people. But um, I, I, I've done a lot of different things over the last 25 years. And one of the very first things, in addition to being a web designer, is I started an online community for female musicians. And MySpace was so perfect for musicians. It was really built for musicians. So I was able to use that platform to help a lot of these people build their audiences and even use it to go tour. Um, so in all of that, we learned so many like do's and don'ts of how to use social media that apply today. Like a great example is we never thought in a million years MySpace would go away, right? It was a huge company worth a crazy amount of money. And then one day it went away. And all the work many of us put into building up a presence was gone. And here just recently, we had Facebook go down for six hours. And, you know, we have to remember that these platforms, while great as they are, they're free. We get what we pay for because we pay nothing for it. So we need to, like, not to discourage it because I love social media. I embrace it. I teach people how to use it. But don't forget there are other ways to go beyond your social media. I remember when MySpace was getting big and people were like, I don't need a website. I don't need a .com anymore. I'll just direct people to my MySpace. And that's like the worst thing. You should always have a .com. Even if you're super popular on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, you want to send them somewhere. And you also want to encourage people to sign up 
for your mailing list because when Facebook went down and Instagram and WhatsApp, when all that went down, how were you supposed to communicate with your audience if that was where you primarily spend your time? But if you had a mailing list, you own those, you have access, you're not going to lose that information. So you could still communicate. Um, so it's a really important thing to think about when you're using social media is you need to still have a website presence, still try to build up a mailing list. If you don't have a mailing list, start today, you won't regret it. And uh, when I was using all these different platforms as they were evolving, when Twitter came out, I was like, this is the one for me because I had already been blogging since 2000 before people even knew what that term, like what's a blog, I used to get this all time, what's a blog? Um, and when I would blog and write, I really like doing short format, like just short to the point, no fluff. That, that's how I like to do it. And when Twitter came along with 140 characters, I'm like, well, this is perfect for me because it forces you to be short and to the point. So I, while I like all the different platforms, I use all the different social media platforms, Twitter has always been my favorite ever since I signed up in 2008. Yeah, so I like that you bring up um, blogging because I was an early adopter of that as well. I think I started in 2002. Um, and I also was a very big fan of those short bursts of information, you know, one or two paragraphs. And the transition over to to Twitter was a natural one for people who, who had blogged during those, you know, the early 2000s. Um, so you, you know, you're like myself, I've been on Twitter for about a dozen years. You've been on it, I think longer than I have. And certainly you're, you're somebody that I really wanted to touch base with here, have a conversation with and really jump into some of the basic questions. So, so really here, here's one of my first basic questions. Um, because I get asked this a lot, like, you know, I understand Twitter from a personal perspective. A lot of people use it for, for personal reasons. Now, why should a business be on Twitter? Well, it's a great way for people to connect with the business. So especially for customer service. I mean, we're at a place now in 2021 where every business should have some kind of presence on all social media, but especially Twitter. Because what do people do when they have a, an issue? they're not calling an 800 number anymore. They're typically going to Twitter and tweeting the company, asking for help, asking for assistance. I mean, I can remember early on when I got onto Twitter thinking of like, I can remember like one of the very first times I used it for customer service. I was having an issue with UPS. I just was tired of always being stuck on an 800 number, waiting an hour just to talk to someone. So I just remember doing a tweet, dear at UPS. I didn't know if it would work, but I thought, well, why not? Maybe I could, it could cut through the, the time and the noise and everything and somebody would actually be paying attention and seeing the power of using Twitter in this way. And it took a long time for, for businesses to really see that there's so many uses for them on Twitter, uh, customer service just being one of many. But you know, it's a way for you to get your message out. It's a way for you to actually talk to people who are interested in, in what the business does. You know, there's so many underutilized features on Twitter that you can do a Twitter poll and ask a question to your community and, and get instant feedback. You know, there's other platforms out there that just don't allow that kind of interaction on a real-time basis. So there's just so many pluses to having a good, strong presence on Twitter. Yeah, I agree with you, Madeline. I think of all the networks, I think customer service on Twitter is the most public. And, you know, I preach about Facebook, you know, in a, I have a podcast and, and you know, we, we do a lot of conversations around social media. And I always preach that you, you absolutely have to have um, a, a Facebook page for your business. But those conversations, um, you know, the customer service questions, you know, and I think about airlines, um, because when somebody's dissatisfied with an airline that, you know, they put them on blast on Twitter. And some of these big airlines are very good at getting in there and trying to kind of deescalate the situation, try to make the customer happy. And I think that's a that's a really important aspect of, of Twitter is that you can get out there and not only can you address concerns for, for your customers, but you can do it in a public way that shows others who are watching that you actually care 
And that goes a long way in, you know, customer retention, um, you know, gaining steam for, you know, maybe even future customers. Because if they see you on Twitter trying to make things right or doing really good customer service, they're going to they're going to keep you in mind. So I, I, do, I, I love that answer. And I'm going to transition to, you know, the, the naturals, you know, the for somebody who is who wants to set up a Twitter account for their business, but they're really not sure you ho- you host these uh, Twitter audits on Saturday and I've been part of them and they're really good about you and a few others critiquing people's uh, their, their feeds or their, their profile pages. Can you talk a little bit about some of the most important aspects of setting up your profile? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, our profile is so important because like right now we're, we're in spaces and if you're on mobile like me, you just see a bunch of little circles with everybody's profile and we're all curious people. We're just, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you are doing what I'm doing. I'm tapping on people's profiles while I'm listening and while I'm talking to see who's here and we can very quickly, you know, decide just by the little bit we see when we tap on each person, like, is this somebody I should follow? Are they interesting? Do they look interesting to me? Do I understand who they are and what they do? And that's why it's so important to have a really good bio and a really good profile picture, a really good header image and a a link to your website and a good pinned tweet. There's so many aspects to this. And I think many times people just put together their profile thinking, okay, I know what to do. How hard, this is not rocket science. Let me just put our logo or my, if you're a personal brain like me, put, put a good headshot in and let me come up with some kind of bio that talks about what I do. But many times we don't think to have friends and colleagues take a look, take a look and tell us, does this make sense? Like, do you, does this give you a clear understanding of who I am and what I do? And so you think you might have this great profile, but then you're wondering, like, why don't I get more followers when I'm tweeting? Why don't I connect with more people when I'm in spaces? Um, our attention spans are so short. So you have such a small amount of time to really grab somebody with what you, your profile looks like. So yeah, I, with spaces when it, you know, I've, been, I've been a beta tester since February and uh, I just fell in love with using this, this platform as a way to connect and bring people together and share knowledge. And one of the things I've been wanting to do for a long time is come up with a way where I could help review people's Twitter profiles and, share my thoughts and get some of my colleagues to come uh, do it with me as co-hosts and just try to be helpful. And it's been so amazing, Vinny, that like so many people just assume that their profile is great until you have other people take a look and they're like, wow, I didn't really think about it from that point of view. Or, oh, I'm on an Android. I didn't think to ask somebody with an iPhone what does it look like for them? And not re- like even yesterday when I was hosting my Twitter Smarter After Chat in Spaces, my guests, we, we started talking about profiles and, and the importance of having, you know, a great looking, uh, you know, that it should look good on the phone as well as on, on a desktop computer on a browser. And she was on an Android. And I said, well, you know, I'm looking at your header image and it's cut off on my iPhone. Like you really should just redo it and just drop that text down just a little bit further. And she goes, wow, I didn't know that I'm on an Android looks fine for me. And so there's so much of you don't know what you don't know when it comes to Twitter. And so I'm always trying to show people things in a whole new way to get them thinking about, hey, maybe there's more I can do to make this great. So I'm maximizing my presence here because there's nothing worse than coming on Twitter or any social media platform for that matter. And in not working for you. And it can be a lot of different things, but many times we have to go back to basics and let's look at our profile and let's make sure our profile really says who we are and what we do. Um, and not only with the picture and the big header image at the top, but how, how are we doing our bio? So many times people put a bunch of hashtags in their bio and they think it's smart. And many times it's not smart. It's, it can be more of a deterrent. So it's really important to, you know, if anything, just ask some friends and colleagues to take a look and just ask them, does this make sense to you? Do you really get an idea of who I am and what I do? Or come on Saturday afternoons at one o'clock Eastern to my room and spaces called Twitter Audits. And uh, we try to review as many people's profiles that want us to review. And uh, it's always a good time. So many people tell me they just come on and listen and take lots of notes 
and apply what we talk about because a lot of this stuff it can be applied even though we might be looking at someone's specific account saying hey you really should like reword this or, or maybe think about and i always preface it by saying hey we're just giving you our two cents we're not saying you have to do all of these things we're just saying hey here's some ideas this might work better experiment i'm a big fan of experimenting because Something that works for me might not work for you and vice versa. So it's, to me, it's just always a big experiment. Try things and see what works. But yeah, it's really important to have a great profile because right now people are trying to decide, should I follow Madeline? She sounds interesting when I listen to her, but is her profile really making me want to dive in more and go to her website and learn more about what things that she offers? Yeah, I agree. You know, I attended, you know, uh, one of your, um, critiques. And, you know, I got up there and, and I opened it up to discussion and I learned a lot, you know, and, and one of the things I learned was that, you know, my, um, my bio really didn't kind of sell what, what my mission statement was. What was I trying to, to deliver? What were people going to get from me from following me? So I kind of adjusted it based on the feedback I got, you know, also, you know, I think about, you know, the basics, if people have, you know, they don't have a profile image or a header image, you know, people are going to see that and, and think, well, that's an incomplete file. They're probably not active. They're not somebody I want to engage with. Uh, you know, there, there's no email address there or not email address. There's no link. You're like to me, I feel like the link is, is a huge opportunity to promote your website. If you have one, um, you know, we try to take advantage of all the space that's available on the bio page. Like you said, when you, when you're in a space and you click on somebody, you can, you can get all that information. And if it's not there, you know, you're wondering like, well, what am I going to get from following this person? So that's, that's really good advice. And again, if you guys are interested, one o'clock Eastern time, uh, check out Madeline's um, space. You do it every Saturday, right? Yeah. Every Saturday, one o'clock Eastern. Uh, I host it from my, my Twitter account. So you can just always go to um, my feed at the start and, and see the link there. And I'm always tweeting it throughout, you know, the, the days leading up. So uh, what I love about spaces is that you can, you know, schedule when they're scheduled in advance, you can set a reminder. So uh, yeah, there'll be some tweets in my feed. I actually did one a few hours ago and you can just go to my profile, click on the set reminder. So you'll get a notification when we start. Excellent. So let's, let's move on to like the million dollar question. I think this is something that we've all been struggling with. I've been struggling with it for 12 years how do I get people to follow me on Twitter? Yeah, that's a question I always get asked a lot. And, you know, there's not like one simple answer that's going to work for everyone. Um, I say in the early days of social media, everybody was following and liking and doing everything. But all these years later, it, people are not always so quick to follow, to like, to retweet. It takes a little bit more work and strategy to get people to do that. But, you know, if, if your profile is consistent, you're putting, you know, information out there consistently, you're providing value, that's the best way to get people to follow you. Um, asking for people to follow you is the worst thing to do. Like nobody wants to feel like they're trying to be sold to and told they have to do something. Just, you know, if you're out there, be invisible, you're on there every day, you're talking to people, and it's got to be a two way street. So many times, what businesses will do is like, tweet stuff about their business. And that's it. They don't tweet about anything else. And it becomes a very one and not always reply to people as well. Not you know, have conversations. They just, it's a very one way street, all about them. And that's it. And that's such a turnoff to a lot of people. So it's important to experiment and try different types of tweets. Don't just do just one type of tweet, try adding video, try adding gifts, use emojis, try different things to see. I like motivational quotes. And I always find that when I share motivational quotes, it really resonates with people and I get good engagement from that. I like to make my own gifts. So like when it's a thumbs up, it's me doing the thumbs up. And people are always blown away when I tweet back, like they'll tweet me something, I'll tweet back with one of my own gifts. If they don't know me and the first time they see that, it will al almost always spark an additional conversation where it's like, hey, that's you. How'd you do that? I want to make my own gifts. That's so cool. 
Um, so little things can go such a long way when you're using Twitter um, and just experiment, try things, look to see what other people are doing. What I recommend doing is make a Twitter list of people in your industry that you respect and admire. Make a list of them. You can make it private so it's for your eyes only. And just go check it every day and see how are they putting themselves out there? What kind of tweets are they doing? You know, many times if you just look and kind of analyze how these people are doing what they're doing that are successful on there, it, you'll see little strategies that you can then experiment with and try that may resonate with your community and get more people talking to you and following you. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you bring up so, so many really good points there. Um, I think the key to getting people to follow you is to engage, you know, um, to go out there and have conversations with others. You, you bring up the, you know, the people posting, um, like for my industry, I see people posting sales sheets all the time. They're trying to sell directly, hard sell on, on social media. It doesn't work. We've been preaching that for many years now. It's like you can't really, you know, have 50 followers and just post your, your sales sheets and expect that to work. You have to kind of, you have to build up relationships. And that's what social media is all about, you know, using it to network, to meet others, to have conversations, to build you know, the like, know, and trust with, with others. And I think Twitter is perfect for that. Um, I have a funny story. When I first started uh, this account, this was back in 2009, my boss at the time was like, I want you to, you know, get as many followers as possible. So at the time, and Madeline, you remember this, this was back when there were links everywhere. It's like here, you know, for 50 bucks, you can get 500 followers. Um, so I asked him for some budget and he gave it to me. And I bought 500 followers and I was the next day I woke up and I saw I had over a 500 followers. I said, this is great. This, you know, this is amazing. Within a week, my followers went from 500 to back down to like 50. And I was like, where did everyone go? Once they realized what I was posting, they didn't care about what I like. It was disingenuous. It didn't resonate with anybody. And I just, you know, at that, that was the time I realized it was, there's no magic bullet to this. You have to work at it. You have to get into the network. You have to understand it. You have to figure out who to follow. Um, you know, you got to find out um, who are the people that you're going to have conversations with, like-minded people, people who are going to benefit your business. Um, you know, and that's a challenge for a lot of people. You know, they kind of start Twitter and they don't really know what to do. They don't know who to follow. So can you give us some tips on, like, how do people find their customers on Twitter? Yeah, well, there, there's a variety of ways of doing that. You, going back again to Twitter lists, like, you can go create a Twitter list. I would make it private for your eyes only. Of different businesses and people that are making waves in your industry. So you can see what are they talking about? What are they doing? And many times, if you just jump into their tweets, into their conversations, especially ones where there are a lot of replies, a lot of people talking, then that's a, a way for you to get in front of other people so that they can, you know, you can just expand in that area of, uh, you know, by talking to other relevant people through someone who is top in the industry like an example um a random example would be like you know i'm a big fan of gary vaynerchuk i mean he's one of the early pioneers of social media so i mean i could sit here and look at his tweets find something to jump into a conversation and through that i can end up connecting with a whole bunch of other like-minded people through that and then there's twitter chats and there's spaces there's so many ways to connect with the right group of people that you're trying to reach. Spaces has been such a game changer for so many people. And when I started using it back in February, I immediately saw my follower count go way, way up high. And I was asking other people that were hosting rooms, like, are you seeing the same trend? Everybody's like, it was overwhelming. Yes. Like just by showing up and talking in spaces, is allowing you to connect with so many more people. And here I've been doing Twitter chats. I've been hosting Twitter chats every week for 10 years. Like I'm big advocate, big fan of Twitter chats. And now we have something that's come along. It's taken this many years, but there's something that now rivals 
the way one of the best ways to connect with people and and be heard you know with like-minded people so twitter chats and spaces are two of the best ways to do this now let's say that you want to do some searches and try to find like some really you know people that are having a conversation that like like just another random one i remember a long time ago gary vaynerchuk was showing it trying to show people like Hey, realtors, if you're looking for people talking about looking to buy a new home, go into the search and type in like your city in real estate or looking for a home or, you know, just try a different string of words to see like, what are people typing in that? And then here's a group of people that could, you know, that you could help just by doing a simple search. Now, there's a feature in Twitter that a lot of people don't realize it's called advanced search is hidden in the search is not easy to find. I don't know why. There are things about Twitter that I just cannot explain. And and this is one of them. I have no idea why they make it so hard to do more than just a simple search in the search bar. But what I recommend is bookmarking this in your browser and is twitter.com slash search and then a little hyphen advanced with an ED on the end. So twitter.com slash search dash advanced ED on the end. So this is a page I use all the time. So I keep it bookmarked, very easy to find because I can come in here and look for an exact, I could put an exact phrase in. I could put in uh, from me to someone else. Maybe there was a conversation you and I had a month ago and I want to go find that conversation. What's the easiest way to do it? There is no easy way unless you use advanced search because I could put from my account to your account and go find all the tweets that were just in between you and I. So how can we apply this for looking for customers or, or just our audience, our like-minded people? Experiment with different types of keywords, uh, different hashtags. You can also filter it. So maybe you're looking for people that are having conversations where there's like at least 100 um, replies or 100 retweets or 100 or 1,000 likes, you can go in there and put that kind of information into this advanced search. You can also put a date range. So let's say, you know, you, you're in real estate in, in your local area, then I, what I would do is I would come in here and just experiment with different keywords. Type There used to be a way you could search by location, like you could put a zip code and how many miles. And I don't know why they took that away because it was a great feature. So the only way to try to do location is to either type in the word or if you're on the regular search, like if you're on the browser and unfortunately search, you know, it doesn't work as well on mobile. This works so much better on desktop. It's something to really practice on in desktop, excel at it, and then you'll see that this can open up a whole new world for you with, with finding more people to connect with, finding your audience, finding your customers. But when you're doing a, a simple search with the search bar at twitter.com, you'll notice that once you type in a keyword and you go into it, on the right side, there is a search filter section. And there is a location, they'll say, it's defaulted to say anywhere, but then you can check to say near you. But near you does not really tell you a whole lot. We don't know like how many miles is that from your location or are they doing it by, you know, the city you put when you signed up for your profile and you put, and this, you know, goes back to, it's important to have a location in your bio. Um, otherwise this might not work very well. So little things like this can really help tremendously for finding your audience, finding people who might be interested buying from you. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you've said a mouthful there. There's, there's so much that Twitter offers that, you know, some of us haven't even scratched the surface on that advanced search can get pretty granular. I've, I've done the same thing. I'm like, you know, one day I was like, I had a conversation about six months ago. I can't, I don't want to scroll through my feed because it's going to take forever to find it. So there are ways to find it. And I did that advanced search and I was shocked. I, you know, I was able to, find exactly the conversation that happened, you know, a while ago. Um, and for me, I tweet about, you know, 10, 10 times a day and, you know, to go back six months, that's a lot of scrolling. So to me, there are tools for, you know, more advanced people, but also if you're looking for your customers, like I always tell people, think about how your customers would position themselves in their marketing. You know, what hashtags would they use? Um, 
you know, and, and that's how you find them. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of taking yourself outside of your position and putting it, in, you know, in your customer's position. And, you know, what hashtags would they use? I always, you know, that's the way I think, you know, hoping that your customers use them and use them effectively. You know, if you search those those hashtags, you'll be able to find them. So, yeah. And, and the thing is, though, to keep in mind, um, back in the early days of Twitter, search revolved around hashtags. So you like you had to use a hashtag, but we don't have to do that anymore. Like you can actually type in something without the hashtag, you know, the hash symbol, and you, it'll still bring things up in the search. So hashtags can work very well, and they can still be very useful, in, whether you're doing it for a search or actually putting it in your tweet. I am of, course, am, of course, a huge fan of branding your own hashtag. I started branding Twitter smarter as a hashtag in 2013. And so people know me for that hashtag just by the way I use it, but you can still go into the search and type in search terms and it will still find things, whether it's a hashtag or not, just as an FYI. Right. You bring that, you know, the point up that years ago, it was just, you can only search through, through the hashtag, but now, you know, when something's trending, um, you know, it, and you, and something's not hashtag, it'll still come up in that search. So, you know, it's, I, I know their algorithms have, have definitely changed and are better than they were. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit about hashtags. Um, can you give us some pointers? How do you use them effectively? Well, there's so many different ways to use hashtags. I mean, I'm a fan of, of branding one yourself. If you, if, you know, if you can strategize a way of like, you know, what could be something that only you use. Um, a lot of people think Twitter Smarter was specifically to start the Twitter chat. And actually I came up with the hashtag two years before I started the Twitter smarter chat. I first start, came up with my own, you know, branded hashtag as a way. And this is a way that people don't really think about using it for, but it was really an experiment. And, and like I say, many things I do start off as an experiment. Even my Saturday room and spaces where we review profiles. That was, that was an experiment. I really didn't think anybody would care or show up. I just picked a random Saturday afternoon, started doing it. And I could not believe it's, become one of my most popular rooms but um i started a hashtag in 2013 as a way like i wanted to show people a way to use a hashtag as a resource so i would say to people hey if you follow the twitter smarter hashtag anytime you check that hashtag you'll always see me sharing articles and information that will help you use twitter better so for two years before the twitter chat that that was the goal of the hashtag and I've been doing this like every day since 2013 when I first started the hashtag. Like it's not just once a week when it's the Twitter chat. You can check that hashtag any time, any day, and you're going to find lots of information that's helpful. And I made sure that I picked a hashtag that no one else was using. Because if you use a hashtag that you want to brand in, a, in some kind of way, if other people are using it, even if they're not using it every day, but maybe it shows up a few times a week, it, it could become confusing to people. So when I first experimented with this, I actually, my first one was actually Twitter Rockstar. So I thought that sounded cool. Like, hey, you're a Twitter Rockstar. So that was a hashtag Twitter Rockstar. A few people were using it, but not consistently. And they weren't really, wasn't a whole lot of purpose behind it. So I thought, let me, let me experiment with this. But too quickly, I saw that it seemed a little confusing and seeing other people using the hashtag for different reasons and different ways was not really what I was going for. So I did uh, some searching around and came up with Twitter smarter. No one was using it. I'm like, okay, this is a better way to go because I want to use it in a way where if you put that hashtag in, you're just going to see the way I'm using it and what, what it was designed for. And People really gravitated to that just by the way I was doing this, just sharing helpful Twitter. And these were not like necessarily my articles. These were, I was just trying to be a resource. So I was like finding great content out on the internet where people are talking about marketing advice for Twitter or maybe Twitter help from Twitter themselves, like a how-to and just sharing those kinds of tweets and using that hashtag. Um, 
but it doesn't have to be just for branding your own. You can use hashtags um, with like, you know, I love how you're using it for, for this room and spaces, but you know, you, that seems to be something you're branding yourself. But when you're doing tweets, you know, there's been all these studies of like, you don't want to put too many tweet, uh, too many hashtags into a tweet. They say not to do more than two. Um, you know, when you're doing a hashtag, you, you're kind of saying, click on this and go elsewhere leave my tweet, leave my profile, go somewhere else. And that's not always a good thing. So you got to kind of really think about how you're going to use this. The benefit of a hashtag really in a visual sense is that it's a way to bold something because we can't bold, we can't do much. Everything we tweet just looks like we're texting. So it's a way to kind of make it stand out a little bit. So that's been one way that I've seen people use it. It's one of the ways I'll sometimes use it. But I try not to get too into using hashtags just to use hashtags because it's not always a strategy that works. But you can experiment to see and try things with that and see if it helps you. You may find that it does. You may find if you put a couple of hashtags at the end of every tweet you put out that are relevant to what you're talking about. Or sometimes people have it as, you know, you might be saying something like, like, you know, today's room is called how to succeed on Twitter. Well, you could in your tweet say how to, you know, how to hashtag succeed on Twitter. So it can be part of what you're saying in the tweet doesn't have to always be at the end. And who knows, maybe you'll notice that if you experiment with it, maybe you get 20% more engagement and likes every time you do that. Definitely. So uh, Madeline, you really touched upon a lot and I know that you have a hard stop. So I'm going to invite people to, um, you know, get up and ask their, their questions or, or comments. Um, I do have other questions, but maybe we'll save that for part two of our spaces, maybe for later this year. Um, but Nikila has requested and I'm going to add her as a speaker. Um, I know that, um, you know, we'll probably get some more questions. Nikila, you're connecting right now. I just want to make sure you're up. And I guess Nikhil, if, people haven't, if people haven't noticed by now, I can talk all day about Twitter. <laughs> oh, I've noticed that many months ago. Nikila, how you doing? Hi, Vinnie. Hi, Madeline. Hi. I'm good. How are you all? Doing great. Very good. Yes. So this is an awesome space. Thank you so much for this. Um, and uh, my question is, um, I'm using uh, Twitter Spaces recently. I started it um, very recently, and I see a lot of growth through that. But my question is, um, how long uh, should we do one Twitter Space? I mean, is there any um, minimum and maximum amount of space to attract the right audience? You know, you have to really experiment with that because you just don't know till you do it. And you know, I'm a big fan of just do it, you know, it's served me well in the last 25 years being a self-employed entrepreneur, um, not being afraid to try things because you don't know unless you try. Um, just like when I talked about my Saturday room, I, I host uh, Twitter audits. I wanted to do it. I didn't know if people would care. I didn't know if people would show up. I thought, well, we won't know unless I try. And it's just been a great room, but consistency really helps. It works well if you have it at, you know, if you decide you're going to do this as, as a regular thing is to do it same day and time each week or each month or however you plan to do it, but make it worse easy for people to remember to show up. Yeah. And Nikhil, I would add that um, I started my space, not my space, but like my, my Twitter space, I started um, about three or four months ago. No, actually maybe more. And I've been very consistent with it. I've been pushing to have it every Friday at one o'clock Eastern time. Um, and I do it for an hour. And the first couple were just, you know, three or four people in there, mostly coworkers. Uh, we just got in there and we familiarized ourselves with the space. And it was funny because we would get people popping in who, you know, I didn't recognize, I didn't know. And I would say, Hey, how's it going? We're just testing out spaces. And it was just kind of like, meeting a bunch of strangers and, and, and having a conversation with them until you got your footing. And then after about six weeks, I had it down. I understood how it worked. Um, I saw the potential in it. Um, but what I've tried to do is really be consistent with it. You know, even on a Friday where I don't have a topic and I'm like, oh my God, I'm struggling for a guest. I'll host it anyway, because there are people in here um, I'm familiar with who now know that 
one o'clock on Fridays is the time to jump in. You know, these are industry people that I know and it's great. It's, it's I think to be consistent with it is very important. All right. So we have, yeah, uh, thank you. you're welcome so much. Um, so I think his name is one. I'm not sure. I don't know how you pronounce your name, but I'm going to call you one. Is that, is that correct? Uh, my name is Oni. Oni uh, okay. it's, yeah, it's shortened. Uh, uh, you know, uh, with uh, with spaces, guys. Uh, hey, I have to greet. How are you guys? Are you all okay? All of you? Yeah, Helen, yeah. I'm, I'm here. Sounds uh, sounds great. Thanks for being here with us, Oni. Okay, uh, I'm gonna be. Uh, my question is very short. Uh, uh, I've, uh, if you change uh, like uh, profile pictures now and then uh, does this uh, affect your profile like it does it affect your presence in on twitter that's my first question and uh, my second one is uh, uh, i mean i'm a creative ideologist a uh, creative writer uh, i'm an adventurer like isn't like an internet adventurer so i want to know uh, if you put like more of uh, lots of tweets like a uh, Let's say maybe, for instance, when I wake up, like I can have like 20 or 30 tweets at one go. And if I put it like a lot of them, like a, on a day, like if you are a daily tweeter in a way, like a, does it affect or does it improve? I don't know, because I just want to know like a, those questions. Thank you very much. So the second question you're, you're asking if doing a whole bunch of tweets at once, is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. All, all, uh, it's like uh, I can have like uh, uh, 20 different tweets, like different diverse at the, uh, uh, let's say, focus on different people. And uh, if I put them like all at once, like I'm a Twitter, you can even look at my, at my wall like it's, um, I'm a Twitter. So does that affect uh, my presence or does it uh, destroy it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I would not do a whole bunch of tweets at once. That's that's not a good strategy at all. Because what you're doing is you're clogging up your feed with with just you're, you're going to just overload people. Uh, people that are following you are going to be like, why did I just see twenty tweets go by all at once? It's just too much. Now, what you're better off doing is, you know, like let's say I want to because like actually one of my strategies is I'll read some articles like, you know, some stuff on social media or Twitter marketing. And I might come across five different articles that like, wow, this could be really helpful. I want to tweet these out uh, to my audience, but I don't want to tweet them all out at once because that's too much. Plus if I schedule some of these, I can spread it across throughout the whole day and evening. So it'll, attract more people, hit more time zones. So that that's a much better strategy. And Twitter finally allows you to schedule right in Twitter on on, uh, on desktop and mobile now where, you know, it used to be you couldn't. You had to have a third party like TweetDeck, Hootsuite, Buffer. Um, but it's just best to schedule some of them out. Put one out now and maybe schedule one in an hour and one in three hours or however, depending on how many you have. Um, the other, your first question about your profile picture, I'm a big fan of branding. I've been doing digital marketing for 25 years. I know a lot about branding. It will not serve you well to keep changing okay. your profile picture. Like you don't want to keep changing it. You, what you want to do is stick to a profile picture that you use everywhere so that people will recognize you. So if I normally know you from Instagram, and you have a different photo for your profile picture on Instagram, but I come over on Twitter, I might not realize that's you. But if it's the same picture, I'll go, oh, that's Oni. I know, I totally recognize him from his photo. And so you want to think about, I mean, we're all, whether we're using this, you know, as a company, as a personal brand, uh, separate from the people who are truly using it for personal, like total personal reasons. Um, but if you use it as a business and or personal brand, um, you definitely want to think of yourself, you know, as a brand, as, as like, think of like the big brands. Think of, we all know the logos for Starbucks and Coca-Cola and all the big brands. We have to remember, this is the same thing that applies even if we're a much smaller company or much smaller brand, or even somebody like me that's a personal brand. I'm going to make sure my pictures match all across the board so that you can, I, 
easily identify me and I'm not going to keep changing it out. Um, now I may go do a new photo shoot because maybe my picture is a couple of years old and it's time to redo and get some new photos. And then when I do that, I'm going to update them all across the board. As a matter of fact, I did just do a new photo shoot. And sometimes we need to make sure what we're saying about who we are and what we do matches with the visual. And so, for instance, um, a few years ago, uh, I, I was written up in a publication and they called me the tattoo wearing social media evangelist, which I loved. And I said to them, can I use this? And they said, sure, because I, I love that. I think that's <laughs> a great representation of me. But when you see my profile picture, you don't realize I have a bunch of tattoos because we don't always see what's behind the profile picture. So I was like, okay, well, I need to you know, do a new photo shoot and make sure it's more reflected in how I'm putting myself out there. And as a matter of fact, right now, I'm putting together a new website and just did some new photos so that even more so reflects my brand. And so things like that are important to do, but you just want to be consistent across, across the board so that people will recognize you wherever you go. Yeah, I agree, Madeline, with everything you said. Um, only, you know, like uh, uh, just dropping a bunch of tweets at the same time is just not effective. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of you can post consistently. You know, I think the shelf life of a tweet is something like 15 minutes, you know, four times an hour. You know, you can you can live tweet. You know, these are things that are effective. But when you're doing something like obvious, like you're just posting a bunch of tweets at the same time, that's really not effective. And as far as the branding you know, I agree with you, Madeline, you know, I would, you know, I would caveat that with, you know, it, it's okay to kind of have fun with your images. Like I think about, you know, like during the holidays, you know, adding um, something like, you know, you in a Santa hat or something like adding a little personality uh, and relevance to your profile picture once in a while, because I, I try that. And, you know, I, I find that I have good success with that. Um, you know, but I don't deviate too much and I try to keep my image consistent across all promotional or all, um, social media platforms. All right. So and, let's and get I just want to, to mention, uh, that's a great point you bring up because if you're keeping the same photo, but just adding something whimsical to it, like a Santa's cap for, for Christmas time, but then also your header picture, which is the big image at the top. That's huge, 1,500 pixels across by 500 pixels tall. You can definitely change that up to go with seasons, to go with maybe a new product or service. And that's something that can change out more frequently. Uh, but you don't want to mess with the profile picture too much. That's a, that's a great point. So you do have flexibility in your imagery. There's not just one image. Uh, you know, Keep your profile picture consistent. Change up the background to reflect you know, the season, um, whatever's going on in your industry. And I think, you know, that'll kind of show everyone that you're still active, um, you're relevant, and, you know, um, you also have personality. So let's get to uh, AB Production. Um, thank you. Your comment or question. Uh, thank you so much for allowing me to speak. Um, I am Adriana sure. Bowman, founder of AB Plus Production, a digital marketing agency. Um, and I wanted about I wanted to ask and contribute at the same time. Um, coming from a different background with different perspective, my number one question would be for Ani, why would you even consider do a bunch of tweets and to whom? That's just a question I would have from a marketer strategist because there is some psychology behind in any type of form of content that we put out there. Uh, so I would like to ask you what's the intent putting a bunch of tweets Two, um the contribution i want to make is uh gary vernachuk is one of my mentor and he's been one of my um back in the day when he started on twitter and i followed met i'm very excited that you can probably hear my voice talking about it but uh his uh, strategy was simple it's all about the intent behind the tweet so when you lay out a strategy even if you follow a bunch of, if you do want to schedule tweets, that's fine. But identify who you want to speak with uh, and who, because a bunch of tweets won't do really anything since the platform to me are meant to connect and we all struggle with that and it's becoming a battle between business and connection. So Ani, 
if you want to schedule your uh, tweets, maybe make sure that it speaks to your audience that you want to speak as far as like core values and your message clear and value and exchange because ultimately we all want support, like it to say or not, that's all we need anyways. Uh, but we, we're stingy with giving it. We're just kind of sometimes taking, and I'm not speaking on anybody's behalf. It's just my, my introspection of, of a tweet. I just recently moved from other platforms because I've measured an experiment over the five years with 50 plus clients. And I saw the um, algorithm absolutely same pattern, same content. Every client has different content with different objections, but the organic increase as far as like audience it was only catered to 10 percent it was very strange to me to see that every client has a different message different objection different visual well thought yet same catering of organic that told me that these platforms are wonderful they're no longer so value as far as to clients so i switched to twitter and i wanted to explore more and i just kind of jumped in the room and i wanted to help and contribute and ask questions and thank you so much for allowing me to speak Absolutely. Thank you so much. What was your name again? Adriana. Adriana, thank you for that um, question. So let, let me open it up to Oni. Oni, why would you want to um, drop so many tweets at one time? Okay. Uh, thank you, the Ad Adriana, for, for your uh, motivation there. Uh, I'm a creative writer. Uh, I'll put it like I... I own like a, a tree that uh, produces different different fruits, different colors at one go. So mostly my tweets are more of motivation. So I'm still looking for, hence like every, every time when I enter the space, I follow everyone. And uh, basically I use it as a, as a kind of like I'm traveling throughout the world, but visually. So... So my target is like, uh, I know like people, there are people who are going through stuff uh, after COVID and stuff. So my tweets are mostly on motivation. So I could wake up like having like a hundred people at one go uh, with different aspects. So hence when I put like a tweet, like I just put it like as it flows, like I write as it flows. So there are times that I don't have anything, but uh, Oh, so it's like a stream of consciousness almost. Something like that, yes. So I write as it... Okay. Yeah. So... I see. Yes. So use I'm, the, the word... Maybe Twitter's... Maybe... No, I'm sorry. Like, maybe Twitter is not the outlet for you um, only because, to me, you know, I would think that that's... More, 280 characters is, is not enough for for you. Maybe another network would be... Uh, better for you because you know i mean look madeline if it's more of a stream of consciousness consciousness almost like a thread would you recommend that only do that in a thread totally do it as a thread because again if these are all individual tweets you're you're clogging up the feed and people they're just going to see just boom 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 why am i getting all this all at once you the better bet is especially a stream of consciousness, is a threaded tweet. And what's great about threaded tweets, and this is something that's so underutilized, is that you can start a tweet and you don't have to turn it into a thread right away. You used to be that was the only way you could do it a few years ago when they first came out with threaded tweets. You had to just create the whole thing at once. And when you're doing a tweet, you know, you type a tweet, there's actually a little plus sign at the bottom, and then that's how you can connect a whole bunch together at once and then hit send. But what we're able to do now is you can take a tweet, maybe you did yesterday or last week or earlier today, and hit reply to your own tweet and add something to it, and now you've turned it into a thread. And so you could sit here and just come up with a whole bunch at once or maybe do a daily thread. And, and then I would even pin that to the top of your profile so people know that they could always go there and see this long threaded pinned tweet. It has all that information that you want to put out. Thank you very much. I've learned something. You know, I've learned something. Thank you. Cool. Well, thanks for being here with us. I, Madeline, I know you have to go. There's There are other speakers uh, lined up here. Do you have a time for another yeah, question or two? Yeah, uh, quickly, because I got, I got, I got a, uh, a, an appointment at the top of the hour.
Okay, um, Sabina, you're up next. Sabina. Sabina Siddiqui, I believe your name is. All right, Sabina. Hi, gonna, hi. I have to ask. I don't know how I became a speaker. I hadn't requested. <laughs> oh, anyways, uh, great conversation. Really uh, learned a lot, and I agree about the thread. I, I use that a lot. It really works, and I can manage to put out uh, a lot of information in one uh, a tweet, and people uh, can follow it up later. So a uh, lot of nice tips here, and uh, thanks for thanks for offering the mic. Yeah. Absolutely, you're welcome. Um, I'm going to try to grab what's another person here. Um, Utara, is that your name? I'm not sure if that is correct, but you're up next. All right. Um, how about Prophet Walrus? <clears throat> Hello, you can call me Michael. Thanks for hosting the space. Um, my, Absolutely, thank you, Michael. My question is about Twitter Spaces itself. Um, so far, I've been relying on Twitter Spaces to show up at the top of my feed, and I see a topic, and I say, oh, that's interesting, so I join. Is there a better way to seek out Twitter Spaces other than relying on that kind of chance encounter? Yeah, you know, they've been uh, slowly rolling out this new discoverability tab, and I know not everyone has it. I've had it for quite some time, but I've also been a beta host uh, for a long time. But when you're on mobile, at the bottom, you'll know if you have it, because at the bottom, you'll see uh, a new icon there, and it's the little uh, four circles in the shape of a diamond for spaces. And that's really become a game changer for finding rooms. When you have to rely just on the, uh, the home feed at the top, which used to be the fleets bar, now they call it the space bar, um, is so much harder to find super relevant rooms. You can't do a search. You can only just see what's up in there or through just randomly seeing tweets where people are in rooms or when you're on a profile, it has the purple glow. When you're actually on someone's profile, that's a newer feature and you can click on it and go into the room. But this discoverability tab, I believe more people got it last week. Um, but you're able to discover more. You're able to do searches in there. Um, and it's going to be a real game changer for finding more room. So I know Twitter is working on it. They're just really moving slowly at getting it rolled out. Thank you very much. Where did you say that could be found, this discovery? Yeah, so right now, with us being on mobile, you have to minimize this room and spaces at the top left, hit the little down arrow, because uh, you can't do it from there. And then once you're you're just in the regular Twitter app at the bottom, you know, you got the home, the, the magnifying glass, the bell and the envelope right in the middle. If you have it, you'll see this newer icon and it's the spaces um, discoverability tab. Now make sure you have the most recent download of the app because Twitter has been updated for iOS. I'm on an iPhone. There's a new update that was available today. And the one before it was last week. And sometimes they'll update it two or three times in a week. And so uh, make sure, and if you're on Android, I know they're not updating Android as much, um, but just be sure that, you know, you've got the most recent update and then see if you happen to notice that tab. But that will be like a total game changer in discovering better rooms. The other thing they're testing right now is when we're setting up a room, they're now letting us choose some topics. They're very generic right now. And they're only letting us pick three out of 10 total. So there's not, and I, it doesn't look like you did one here, Vinny, but like the most relevant ones I've been able to use is like, there's one called business and finance. I'll do that because business, um, there's a few others, but it's just them trying this out to see if that will help with some discoverability. But there is a topics feature that Twitter's had available for like a few years now where you can kind of add more relevant content to your Twitter stream to when you like you've on the home feed there. Um, and so their plan is to integrate these together. So if you're not using the topics feature, I would go ahead and start doing that now because their plan is to use that for spaces discoverability. Well, Madeline, thank you very much. Sure. I did it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. 
Madeline, I know you're out of time. I'm out of time too. I have a hard stop at uh, two o'clock. But again, this was really, really good. I, I can't thank you enough, Madeline, for taking the time today to you know help out with some tips on Twitter. And thank you, everybody. I'm sorry that we didn't get to everybody's uh, requests. I know we still had some more questions. Madeline, you're very popular. I knew we were going to get a, <laughs> thank a, you. a pretty good room here. Um, but yes, we, we do these every Friday at one o'clock. Um, you know, Madeline, if, if you are game, I would love to have you again uh, to talk Twitter maybe later in the year or early next year. Um, but again, thank you so much. For oh, joining I would us love today. to come back. And yeah, and for those that still have questions, just send me a DM. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. I do host three different spaces every week, and they're always fun and informative. So if you just follow me, you'll see what all I have going on. Absolutely. Me too. If you, if you have any questions for me, you know, I'll try to help you as well. All right, everyone. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. Thanks for having me, Vinny. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you very Absolutely. much for the space. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Oni.